This is the Overtime Podcast Network. This is the Turn on the Jets podcast. I don't have to convince any one of those eight defensive coaches how effed up I am. These players, they want to defend MetLife Stadium for you guys. Now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso, owner of TurnOnTheJets.com. Recording today from the Vivid Seat Studio for part three of our 10-part series of questions facing the 2019 New York Jets that will determine whether they will be a playoff team or not. If you missed part one, we discussed Sam Darnold. If you missed part two, we discussed Le'Veon Bell. Today we are going to discuss C.J. Mosley and if he will if he will ultimately live up to the contract that the Jets paid him out this offseason. Just like the first two pods, this one will go for about 20 minutes. We'll be back tomorrow with yet another episode. Before we jump in, remind you guys to subscribe, rate, review this podcast on iTunes. It's also available on Spotify and Google Play. Also, use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases, first-time customers only. All right, let's talk C.J. Mosley. So, while Le'Veon Bell was arguably the biggest name acquisition the Jets made this offseason, and maybe the one who ultimately has the most impact thanks to the position he plays and his potential support of Sam Darnold, the most money the Jets spent in free agency this offseason was somewhat of a surprise and was on a player who not a lot of people circled for them to prospectively target in free agency. And that was inside linebacker C.J. Mosley, who they gave a five-year, $85 million contract to with $51 million guaranteed, which goes well above the highest amount of guaranteed money ever given to an inside linebacker, which previously was $34 million in total guarantees to Luke Keekley back in 2015. Many people didn't think the Jets would be that aggressive at inside linebacker because they had veteran Avery Williamson returning after a pretty good debut season in green and white, and they had former first-round pick Darren Lee, who had been up and down uh, in his short tenure with the team, although generally a bit of a below-average player. The Jets signed Mosley. They ultimately traded Lee to the Kansas City Chiefs and have since unfortunately lost Avery Williamson to a season-ending ACL injury. Uh, Mosley is now likely to be paired with either rookie Blake Cashman or veteran journeyman Neville Hewitt on the inside. The question with Mosley is, can he ultimately live up and prove to be worth that much money as an off-ball linebacker? Generally, teams do not invest that much money in a linebacker who is not known for rushing the passer. That is not Mosley's strength. Uh, Over the course of his career, he has eight and a half sacks total, Uh, over the five seasons that he's played with the Baltimore Ravens. Now, it is fair to say that Mosley is probably the best overall off-ball inside linebacker in the NFL. I don't think there's any doubt that he is going to be a substantial, substantial upgrade over both Darren Lee and Avery Williamson and has a very good chance to be not just a Pro Bowl player but also potentially an All-Pro player in his first season. The Jets have flagged Mosley as being someone who's going to change the culture, something we've heard a lot about as Jet fans over the past few years, on their defense and be a tone center for their entire unit. What's going to be interesting to see over these next few years is just how much his on-field impact ultimately plays out to be. Remember, current GM Joe Douglas did not sign Mosley. He was signed by former GM Mike McCagnin. And I don't think the question is 
Will Mosley be good? I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be a very good, if not great, inside linebacker for this team. He is a three-down player. I wouldn't call him great in coverage, but I certainly wouldn't also call him a liability. And I don't think Jet fans have seen an inside linebacker like this since David Harris in his prime. And to be fair, C.J. Mosley in his prime is notably better than even David Harris was at his best. So Mosley's going to be a guy who's going to be able to be on the field for all three downs. He better be at the money he makes. The question becomes, when you invest so much money in him, it comes at the cost of what you could potentially invest in cornerback and in pass rusher, two areas that are notably weak for the Jets right now. That didn't fully constrain them all that much this year as they did try to sign Anthony Barr to be an edge rusher, although that ultimately fell through. And they pretty much sat out the cornerback market outside of adding slot cornerback Brian Poole. Now going forward, they're going to be a little more constrained on the cap, predominantly with Mosley being the highest contract, while also dealing with the situation of what they paid Jermaine Johnson and also what they played Le'Veon Bell on the offensive side of the football. So they won't have quite as much flexibility to address every other part of their defense because they've decided to invest so much in Mosley. And clearly the previous regime, who had been building the Jets' defense, had a belief in building up the middle and building with size, which in some ways can be a comparison to an NBA team who's trying to go big in a league that's spreading out and shooting more threes. So the Jets, they're strong up the middle. They have Leonard Williams, who was a first-round pick, sixth overall. They have Quentin Williams, who was a first-round pick, third overall at defensive tackle. They have Mosley in the middle at inside linebacker, and they have Jamal Adams at strong safety, although he moves all over the formation, also a top six pick in the NFL draft. The question is, how are they on the perimeters, at edge rusher and at corner, and can a defense built up the middle more around size and being physical and not necessarily being fast compete in today's NFL when many teams are going to spread you out and try to attack you in the passing game with their running backs, with their slot receivers, and with their tight ends. Mosley should not be a matchup liability on in most weeks, but if he's someone who does struggle in coverage from time to time, forcing the Jets to go into nickel and die more frequently than they'd like, it's going to be hard to say that he's ultimately living up to his deal. Now, Mosley's other numbers besides his sack numbers, which peaked in 2015 with four. Last season, he had half a sack. In 2017, he had one sack. However... He does have nine career interceptions over his career uh, and has regularly been well over 100 tackles, including 105 last year and 132 the year before, along with 11 tackles for a loss in 2017 and six tackles for a loss in 2018. Pro Football Focus has regularly ranked him as one of the most sure tacklers in the league as he only has single-digit missed tackles in each of his last two seasons. For what Mosley does... He is about as good as he gets. So again, questioning if he's going to be worth the value of his contract is not a question of his ability at inside linebacker. It's a question of what kind of impact could an inside linebacker make if a team like Philadelphia or a team like New England comes out five wide in a hurry up and throws on a three-step drop every single play. That's likely how teams are going to try to attack the Jets this year due to their deficiencies at cornerback and edge rusher. Now, the Jets are going to be hoping that they can get interior pressure and that Mosley's good enough that he's going to help cover up some of what they're going to lose with Williamson being out while a player like Cashman is learning on the fly next to him. And Mosley has the flexibility to work both in a 4-3 and a 3-4. 
And I think it's inevitable that you're going to see the Jets mix and match a lot on defense. They may say that they're a base 3-4, but there's no doubt they're going to run a lot of 4-3. There's no doubt that their base defense is probably going to be a nickel with three corners on the field. And they're going to run a lot of personnel groups that have extra defensive backs in the field, whether it's an extra safety. Uh, You saw that they just added Derek Kindred from the Browns, who has experience with Greg Williams. Uh, Browns originally and then was on the Colts. Uh, or one of their backup corners, and who those guys are going to be is still very much in flux. So when we look at Mosley's value, and really he has money, it's a five-year, $85 million deal. The Jets don't really have an out on this contract, I would say, at least until year three. So can Mosley give the Jets three all-pro caliber years, which I think basically would say... You know what? He was worth this type of investment. This salary cap goes up every year. Even if he gives them two all-pro years and then a third very good year and potentially a fourth very good year after that, it would be hard to say as long as they draft well around him and make some other strategic investments in free agency that aren't going to break the bank. That will ultimately net this as being a positive move. It's hard to say ultimately this will be a negative move unless Mosley gets hurt. I think the question is, does it become something that constrains them somewhat in the open market when they're trying to build a defense around C.J. Mosley and Jamal Adams, who eventually is going to get a massive payday himself? So with Mosley, we can't look at the sack numbers. We have to look at his ability to stay on the field for all three downs, to help take away running backs and tight ends in the passing game to be a force in the run game along with the Jets' defensive tackles, which should be one of their strengths, and to show his ability to make an impact from time to time in the passing game. And again, he's been a guy who can get his hands on some passes, uh, can intercept a couple passes, and then even if he is not racking up big sack numbers, can rack up pretty impressive tackle for loss numbers and avoid any missed tackles. Once he gets his hands on somebody, generally that's going to be the end of the play. I don't think there's any doubt that Mosley, along with Jamal Adams, is going to be a core leader, not just on this entire team, but on the defense and be one of the team's captains as he comes from a successful organization and was definitely a cornerstone piece for the Baltimore Ravens. And now what could be a mild sign cause for concern is that the Ravens obviously wanted to bring Mosley back, but they refused to go as high as the Jets did on their contract because they felt the drop off from him to who they're going to replace him with will not be substantial enough to net the financial difference. There's no doubt that Baltimore is going to miss Mosley in the middle of his defense, but is that difference going to be notable enough where their defense is going to go from being one of the four or five best in the NFL to all of a sudden not being a top 10 unit? They're betting that's not going to be the case. And to Baltimore's credit, they've been one of the more consistent and successful teams in the NFL, an organization that I think the Jets are striving to be more like, which is part of the reason they went above and beyond to get Mosley. And to be fair to the Jets, when you miss the playoffs eight years in a row and you're coming off a 5-11, and a 5-11, and and a 4-12 and season, you need to pay a bit of a tax to get elite talent to come to you. We knew that they needed to go above and beyond to get Le'Veon Bell, and normally it's not that smart for teams to invest that much in running back. But the Jets, with over $100 million in cap space and a young quarterback on a rookie contract, had a unique circumstance where they needed to do that to support him. They decided with the rest of their cap space to do a major major splurge on Mosley at another position that is generally considered not a premium one inside linebacker. You would look at your premium positions as quarterback, offensive line, and cornerback and pass rusher with how the league is moving. But 
the Jets went that route with a big splurge on Mosley rather than spreading their money out with some mid-level spends, more mid-level spends at edge rusher, at cornerback, and maybe adding a little more depth at safety if they weren't feeling that great about Marcus May. So the question is going to be become, can Mosley be good enough? And can the Jets be good enough with their pass defense, despite their secondary deficiencies, that ultimately this was the right type of investment to make? You know, looking at what Mosley did in Baltimore, I think a successful year for him is unquestionably reaching the Pro Bowl. I think it's probably hitting at least that second team all pro level which is a level that Jamal Adams hit last year. And you got to hope for the Jets that if Jamal Adams is an all-pro caliber player, if C.J. Mosley is an all-caliber player, and if Quentin Williams could hit the ground running as a rookie and Leonard Williams raises to the occasion, rises to the occasion in his contract year, that the Jets' defense will be good enough with those core parts to overcome likely having to start players like Daryl Roberts, Blake Cashman, uh, if Marcus May misses any time starting guys like Rontez Miles or Derek Kindred, uh, they'll be able to cover up some of those deficiencies. My guess with Mosley is that he's absolutely somebody who's going to be here for at least the next three years. I think the Jets could at least count on getting one all-pro caliber season out of him, and he is a player who should age relatively well. The question is, can he stay a three-down player, and how many years can he stay at that level? And will offenses, and we'll find out right away, like New England, like Philadelphia, like Cleveland, who have a lot of flexibility with their talent and pass-catching options, look to target him and try to take advantage of him. It's also going to be interesting to see what Baltimore does when they play against him because they know him better than anybody, although their offense is not going to be built as much around throwing the football. Of course, they're going to run that more unique system built around Lamar Jackson's running ability. Mosley is in a situation where he's going to be the highest paid player on this team until Jamal Adams and Sam Darnold get their big contract. Can he... Live up to that expectation. I think within the organization, he definitely will. He is a guy who is going to lead by example. I don't think there's any concern, rightfully, of him, you know, getting paid and, you know, slacking off and pulling a Mo Wilkerson on the Jets. I don't think that's a concern at all. The question is, will his production on the field match clearly being the highest paid player in the locker room, uh, which should be the situation again for the foreseeable future? So, As we look at the Jets' defense overall, if C.J. Mosley gives a strong yes that he was absolutely worth the money, it's hard to see this Jets' defense being that bad. They're not going to be a bottom five, bottom six unit because we know we're going to get out of Jamal Adams. And if Mosley's playing at that level, despite some of their other problems, you figure they could at least be somewhere in the low 20s or maybe even the high teens defensively, which is not great, but is manageable if the Jets are good enough on offense to win some shootouts consistently. If Mosley is not quite to that level or takes a step back, even a small one from the player he was last year, this unfortunately may end up being a unit that ends up being ranked 25th, 26th, or 27th, which is going to be a lot to put on a second-year quarterback to overcome, no matter how much more talent the Jets have added around him. So with Mosley, we're going to find out pretty fast just how much he was ultimately worth, particularly with some of the matchups the Jets have early in the season. Hopefully he proves to be a wise investment and someone who does actually 
where we've had this said about a lot of players in the past, but hopefully Mosley does actually execute it along with Adams in terms of changing the culture around this organization and leading a defense that overachieves to expectations on paper when they have a lot of deficiencies on their depth chart outside of the pieces up the middle of the unit.